Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe, and if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review, but most importantly, make sure to spread the word. With that being said, let's dive right in. Hello everyone, happy Friday, it's the start of your weekend, and tonight marks the start of the final series before the All-Star break. The Giants face the Washington Nationals at home for three games, and before we dive into that, let me tell you this, what if I told you, despite the recent struggles, the Giants are still in first place? Would you believe me? Well, you'd kind of have no choice, because that's actually the reality we're living in. Somehow, some way. The Giants are still in first place, despite that four-game losing streak a week and a half ago, despite only winning one game against the St. Louis Cardinals, the Giants are still holding a one-game lead above the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they are currently holding a four-game lead above the San Diego Padres. I don't know how it's happening, it just is. But not only that, they still have the highest winning percentage in all of baseball. That's right, nobody's winning percentage is higher than the San Francisco Giants. How is that even possible? If you're a San Francisco Giants fan and and you've been watching every game recently, it seems as though they might be, you know, middle tier or it's just obvious that they have some really big holes to fill in their game as of late. But somehow, someway, the Giants are still doing well enough to stand at the top of the NOS standings. Now, I don't have too much to say about the St. Louis Cardinals series other than the fact that the Giants should have won game two and walked away with two wins instead of one. Well, you know, actually, if I want to be really biased and, you know, a truly obvious San Francisco Giants fan, then I'll say this. They should have won all three. Kevin Gosman's start, he should have won that game. Just because of one fly ball that Austin Slater misread and hit the base of the wall instead of, you know, hitting Austin Slater's glove, that could have changed the entire outcome of the first game. So if I'm being truly honest, I believe the Giants should have won all three games. But there's no reason to cry over spilled milk, so let's just go ahead and move on to the future series that starts tonight. A three-game series at home again, thank God, so that's good news, against the Washington Nationals. And what if I told you that I think the Giants have a chance to sweep? I know. Crazy, right? This Washington Nationals team features MVP candidates such as Juan Soto, Trey Turner, and has a pitching staff that features Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, and also carries home run hitters like Kyle Schwarber and Josh Bell. This team is definitely nothing to mess with, but for some reason, I feel like the Giants have a chance to sweep, and here's why. Let's go ahead and dive into each matchup of each game. So game one, we have Logan Webb versus Pablo Espino. Thank God Logan Webb is back. I have no idea who Pablo Espino is, but let's go ahead and talk about Webb first. Over his last six outings, he's produced a combined 2.94 ERA and has struck out 38 batters and 33.2 innings pitched fantastic however what's even better 
as during his last three outings, he's been especially dialed in. He's produced a 1.06 ERA, and he has struck out 21 batters in 17 innings pitched. And one of those last three outings featured a start against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium, where he struck out seven batters in five innings and only surrendered one run. And another one of those starts featured an absolute gem at home against the Rangers. I don't know if you guys remember this, but this is when he struck out 10 batters in six innings while only giving up one run again. I'm so excited for this game because before he was injured, Logan Webb was completely dominating and finally starting to look like the guy in spring training. I will say that he has a decent matchup here against the Nationals because they do have a great offense, but Logan Webb has already proven himself capable of putting up a fight against tough offenses such as the Dodgers so far, and now because of that, I'm definitely holding out hope for the young right-hander. Paolo Espino, I think I said Pablo Espino, but it's Paolo. Paolo Espino, he's a tricky pitcher to face, honestly. He has a fastball that only sits around 90 miles per hour. But the reason why it may seem so much faster is because he pairs that fastball with a huge, slow, breaking curveball. And that's what the hitters wait on. Opposing hitters are sitting back waiting to see that pitch. But instead, Espino is able to sneak that 90 miles per hour fastball right by them. He's technically a relief pitcher, but the Nats have actually been using him as a starter from time to time. The key to this game, and in all honesty... The key to all three games in this matchup is getting to the starting pitching early. The Giants have to come out swinging. They have to come out attacking as soon as they step into the box. With the type of offense the Nats have, which is a very good one, you can't just expect your starting pitching to contain them for the entire game. I believe if the Giants plan to attack right out of the gates, then that will ultimately help them win these games. Now, Game two will feature a matchup of John Lester, you know, the lefty that's been in the league for so long. He's a very well-established veteran. However, as of late, he hasn't been the same. Anyways, John Lester versus Anthony Descofani. And this is awesome because a couple days ago, the pitcher that was actually slated to start this game was Joe Ross. And I just want to say thank God Joe Ross is not pitching for the Nationals because his last outing versus the Giants featured eight innings of shutout baseball, no walks, and nine strikeouts. Thank God we get John Lester. Now, Lester is currently rocking a 5.34 ERA on the year, and to make matters even worse for him, this Giants team has produced a combined 300 career batting average against him. Some players who have notable ownage on Lester is Wilmer Flores, who has hit three home runs and produced a 315 batting average against Lester, and other players consist of Buster Posey, who has also hit a home run against Lester, and Darren Ruff has a career 600 batting average against him. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, for this game, expect the lineup to feature a heavy dose of right-handed hitters, considering that John Lester is a soft-throwing lefty. Oh, jeez. As soon as that came out of my mouth, the first thought that came to my head was, that's been the only Achilles heel for the Giants this year. However, I feel like this might be different. John Lester has not been good no matter who he's faced. So I also have a feeling that going up against one of the best offenses in all of baseball in San Francisco, I feel like he also might continue to have a tough time against the San Francisco Giants. Moving on to Game 3, that is going to feature a matchup of Eric Fetty versus Kevin Gosman. Now, are you kind of confused by all these national pitchers that you've never heard of? Me too. But also, that's the reason why I think we have a chance to sweep this team. You know, we don't face Max Scherzer. We don't face Patrick Corbin. We don't face Steven Strasburg. Instead, we face Paolo Espino, John Lester, and Eric Fetty. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I understand that this Nationals offense, it's it's not something you can sleep on, truly. Our pitchers have to be spot on the entire time. Logan Webb, Anthony Descafani, and Kevin Gosman, they cannot make mistakes against this offense because they truly will make them pay. Trey Turner last night against the Padres, he hit two home runs in one game. And on the season, he's sitting around a 320 batting average with almost 20 home runs. Juan Soto has the full capacity to hit 40 home runs in a year, and he's on the verge of being one of the best players in all of baseball. And, you know, Josh Bell also can hit 30 home runs. But something else the Nationals have is a bunch of role players, you know, who are veterans that have been in this league long enough to know how to get stuff done. They have Josh Harrison. He's been in the league for so long, he just knows how to get on base and get clutch hits. Starling Castro, I think he's currently rocking a 12-game hitting streak. You know, the Nationals, along with their star players, have surrounded their offense with really, really good role players who know how to just get on base and get things done. Again, you cannot sleep on this offense. You know, that that is my disclaimer for this entire series. However... This pitching, it's its not exciting for the Nationals. If I was a Nationals fan, I would be worried if I'm facing the team that leads the league in home runs, which is the San Francisco Giants. And this is why I think the Giants have a chance to sweep, is because of the pitching. Look, the Nationals have the full capability of scoring seven, you know, anywhere from five to seven runs every single game. However, if their pitching cannot contain the offense that they're facing, then that doesn't matter especially if you're facing this Giants team at home. I would love for the Giants to just go all out here in this final series. They're at home, okay? They get to relax. They get to sleep in their own beds. But also, they have a nice long break. The all-star break is after this series. So I would love for them to just go balls to the wall, just do everything they can to sweep this Nationals team. Now, I'm not saying leave it all out there and then start injuring yourself. You know, there's still a whole second half of baseball left to be played. However, I would love for the Giants to just do everything in their power to not just ensure a sweep, but at least two games out of three in this series. Dang, that was kind of a tangent of mine. My apologies. I didn't even get to the Game 3 breakdown. Anyways, it's Eric Fetty for the Nationals versus one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, Kevin Gosman. Now, in my opinion, Fetty is not too much of a threat considering that he's only sporting a 4.53 ERA on the year and a 4.65 ERA on the road. See, guys, this is what I'm telling you. We're not even facing their best pitchers. There's not too much to say about Fetty other than the fact that he's pretty average. But something else I will say is that even though the Giants may not have a hard time facing Fetty, one thing's for sure and again, it's that this offense may need to supply a lot of run support this game because Gosman does not have great numbers against this Nationals team. In fact, this might be the only team who has truly given Gosman a run for his money this year, which is crazy to think about because Gosman has faced the Padres three times this year. And in every single one of those starts, Gosman has yet to yield more than one run during any of those starts. And not to mention, Gosman has also faced the Dodgers this year, which I know the last outing was a little rough, but I will say that was also a little sketchy. I thought the Dodgers were stealing signs, but anyways, we're not going to dive into that. The start before that, Kevin Gosman pitched six innings of shutout baseball while striking out seven, but for whatever reason, this Nationals team has created a challenge for Gosman. Something I would love to see is the Giants explode against Fetty early, like score at least four runs within the first three innings. Because, you know, I'm going to say this until I'm blue in the face. 
This Nationals team can inflict damage at any point in the games they play. It'll be up to the Giants to see if they can keep up with their pace of play. Alright, that's going to be all for the breakdown of this series. Hopefully it was entertaining enough, but if it wasn't, folks, I have some medical news. We've got some updates on some of the biggest names on our team. Brandon Bell, Tommy LaStella, Sammy Long, Evan Longoria, Buster Posey, Mike Talkman. Here we go. This was an update as of July 7th. Brandon Belt is continuing baseball activity. Okay, what... I wish there was a little more detail than that. Baseball activity could mean just watching baseball games. I don't really know what that means. But hopefully that's good news. Tommy LaStella will receive a checkup on his right thumb by Dr. Hansen tonight. Again, not too specific or exciting. I wish that was a little more detailed. Sammy Long had an MRI yesterday which revealed low back inflammation. Gosh, guys, I thought this was going to be a little more entertaining and a little more, you know, uplifting. But, okay, what happens after the MRI? You know, what happens after that? Can we be a little more detailed, please? Evan Longoria is continuing with light baseball activity. All right, so him and Brandon Belt are just going to a couple baseball games together. What are they doing? Are they going to a baseball card convention? What does that mean? Be more detailed, please. Buster Posey is continuing to get treatment for his left thumb contusion. All right, so I will say this. Even though I'm not a doctor, all right, I do know for sure that a contusion just means a bruise, all right? No breakage, and we did talk about this last episode. So, you know, continuing to get treatment for his left thumb contusion, okay? So he's putting his hand in a bowl of ice. What does that mean, okay? It, it, it's a bruise. It's nothing scary. Nothing's broken. No structural damage. No nerve damage. No nothing, all right? Buster Posey will be back within a week. I guarantee you. Mike Talkman has been clear to progress with full baseball activity. All right, so Brandon Belt and Evan Longoria, they're only allowed to go to baseball card conventions, whereas Mike Talkman, he, he's allowed to go to your local batting cage. I don't know what any of these updates mean, but I'm not seeing anything like, you know, Tommy LaStella moved to the 60-day DL. You know, I'm not, I'm not seeing any of that. So at this point, I'm just going to say, you know, good news is good news, all right? There's no type of bad news here. Do I wish it was more detailed? Absolutely. But you know what? I'll take it. I'll take all this news. Again, you know, if we add perspective on the situation, Evan Longoria and Brandon Belt, the heavy hitters of this lineup, they are not going to be out for like 8 to 12 weeks, which was going to be the timetable of recovery if Brandon Belt got his surgery. So, you know, if you add perspective on the situation, things could definitely be worse. So, positivity. All right. All right, everyone, that is going to be all for today's show. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully it was entertaining. If not, then I'll try to do better next time. Again, I want the Giants to sweep the Nationals. I'm raising the bar high. That is where I'm setting it, a sweep. And, and I know it's a tall order. This Nationals team is tough. However, I think that would be the perfect boost of momentum, and it would definitely help sustain the winning culture that's been established in this clubhouse. Again, folks, you can find the Say Hey podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can leave a rating and a review if you feel so inclined. But if not, that's perfectly fine, too. Again, thank you so much for the love and support of the show. And if you could do me a huge favor, folks, continue to be safe out there in this crazy world. Continue to be smart. And most importantly, go Giants.